For years, insurance carriers have accepted that creating and bringing a new insurance product to market is going to cost them big in terms of expense and time needed. For those reasons, their products have to have wide appeal and be marketable to as many people as possible in order to justify the time and the expense. This approach has resulted in carriers offering products which are pretty much homogenous, whether it's on the PNC side or the life side. It's difficult for the consumer to tell the difference between one home insurance policy or term life policy from another because, frankly, there isn't much difference. While insurance products all seem the same, consumers certainly aren't. And that's why dozens of InsureTech's small digital insurance operations have sprung up and grabbed significant amounts of market share. They're offering what customers want and making it easy for customers to buy. Hello, I'm Chris Henry, and this is Ahead of the Curve, a podcast series produced by Jarrett, a gold-level Salesforce implementation partner. We continue our series on the digitalization of the insurance industry by focusing in this episode on new business acquisition using methods that are strictly customer-centric and digital. We'll be hearing from Jarrett's insurance industry lead, Don Vukovic, as well as Robert Rudy, who has founded several InsureTechs and has years in the insurance field on both the life and PNC sides, driving strategy. It's probably worthwhile to define the term digital strategy because it can mean different things to different people. Here's Don Vukovic. Digital strategy is really looking at the customer as the centerpiece of your organization and operation and how that person can interact with you in all means and in all variations on a digital platform and level. That's what it means. Now, digital is the in the integration across that, whether that's through the phone, through an agent, through your own call center integration, online, that it's all integrated in a way that it keeps track of it in a digitized manner that allows them to choose where they want to operate, whether it's in buying the insurance, whether it's searching for the appropriate information and data, whether it's making changes to their policies or changes to their billing, that they can do all these efforts online, through the phone, you know, through their iPhone, through a computer, and other various ways. That integration front to back really is critical when you put this customer at the center. And that's a big shift, the digital strategy from where organizations have come. Most insurance organizations really start at the product and their systems are based on processing a product and the paper around it and the data around it. And that's a step from left to right if you follow it from upfront to actually getting it into a database. That's a process-based. Digital-based is customer in the center and the customer being able to interact along the way and the people that are needed, like an underwriter, being able to interact along the way in a digital manner. So it's a very comprehensive approach that needs to be planned out, needs to be mapped out, invested in, and then uh, implemented in a way in which it creates that uniformity across for the customer. 
that also takes the focus off the company as the center of everything and and puts it squarely on the customer, doesn't it? Exactly. The customer really becomes the focal point for everything that is being done, even the internal interactions that are being done. So what you have here is underwriters being able to interact with the parties that are interacting with customers in a collaborative way. Customers being able to get access to professionals that can help them assess or adjust or uh, their insurance needs. The ability to do that real time then becomes the final part of this, that you have to be able to interact. The expectations of customers these days are being able to, like booking a flight, go online, find it, book it, be done, go back, change it, modify it. And there really isn't this delay that's necessary and everything's captured together. Now, can a carrier become customer centric and put the customer right in the middle and do that with a meaningful digital strategy using their existing legacy systems, maybe kind of tweaking it here and there, creating a sort of a hybrid platform? The short answer to that is no. Most platforms that have been created in the past 30 years are that product process-centered platform where interaction with data and information is very difficult to get to. It is not real-time. Changes are duplicated across. Errors are involved. Significant amount of people need to be involved to get it from point A to point B in the decision-making process. There is a significant amount of work going into the transformation and picking solutions that can be that base platform. Primary vendors have started that approach and been with working with the large companies. However, what you're watching now is the major shift in technology to make this easier, similar to what Amazon and others have done on the platform, is the realization that moving the infrastructure and the pieces to a cloud-based solution, a native cloud-based solution, allows them to put the pieces together on a customer-centric manner and follows an approach that Amazon takes when you go and purchase. You can look, you can search, you can see reviews, provides all this information together and then ability to transact. So that overall model is moving to insurance and therefore the infrastructure needs to be updated, needs to be modified. Now, how internally companies are doing it, they actually are taking two approaches. One, uh, which is a greenfield type approach, which says we do need a whole new infrastructure, although we can't risk the current business. So new products, new customers, uh, new organizations are being put in a brand new platform from scratch. And they really don't take as long as trying to modify an old platform because you don't have to have all those variables and variants. So there's been examples of uh, organizations putting up new products and new businesses in times that have been much faster than you can in the traditional environment. So that's the first approach that most large organizations have now started programs that are called Greenfield programs that they're uh, heavily investing in running down that program. For Robert Rudy, the key to getting it right and finding new customers lies in data, plenty of data. Well, a digital insurer, I think, certainly ha has an end-to-end -end capability to take information across the value chain, everything from you know, building consumer awareness, uh, being able to tap and access customers as they're interacting with various players in that ecosystem I mentioned. But data is at the core, right? So a digital insurer has a very 
flexible and robust data architecture that allows it to uh, not only understand the data, but act on the data throughout the value chain. And when I say value chain, it includes everything from, as I mentioned, customer acquisition through an agency or other direct channel, all the way through the risk and underwriting, risk assessment and underwriting process and policy service. So a digital insurer actually, I also think needs to be able to interact with customers you know, on their own terms when the customer wants to uh, interact. For example, you know, when you think about car insurance, it's really a transportation or a mobility ecosystem. So that includes figuring out how you as an insurance company fit in to that overall ecosystem, which could include obviously lenders, car companies as OEMs, could include online sites such as Edmunds or Carfax. So thinking broadly about how your customers are interacting with various players in the ecosystem and how you can add value as an insurance company or as a risk solution uh, within that ecosystem is really a mindset change that insurers need to take. So what are the challenges of uh, building and operating a digital insurer uh, versus a, a, a traditional insurance company in your mind? Well, there's you know, quite a few challenges. First begins with you know, the overall mindset. Um, it's not like you can rip and replace your current uh, system or processes and so it and automatically say, oh, now they're digital. I mean, digital has a lot to do with the people you you have operating that business, the skill sets they have. You think about the generations, you know, before some of us, <laughs> and, you know, for example, a lot of our kids nowadays, when I say kids, anyone under the age of 30, <laughs> uh, qualifies as a kid for me, to me, but you know, they expect to interact in a digital way. Yeah, you would call them digital natives. So how many digital natives do you have working at your company without having a filtration layer between uh, you know, how, they how they behave? You, know, you need to have those digital natives in your company and actually driving you know, the, the digital transformation to a digital insurer. So I want to say mindset. The other one is I think a digital insurer has much more frequent and active interactions with its channel partners and customers. You know, traditionally insurance companies, you know, really wanted to avoid customer contact, you know, because that would raise questions or cause them to you know, need to service a customer, you know, let the customer pay the bill and uh, let's not worry about the interactions. I think now customers actually expect to be prompted uh, they want to interact with uh, service providers, including insurers. And I mentioned before, a digital insurer is more than just interacting with customers through it through a channel. Uh, they are interacting with the overall ecosystem around around risk. And as I mentioned before, that that could include you know the lenders. It could include car dealers. It could include you know the online sites and being there understanding how customers are behaving, interjecting the insurance offer with various touch points in the uh, customer experience is a, is a way that digital insurers operate differently than traditional insurers. If traditional insurers don't have the digital natives that Robert refers to, one of their recent solutions has been to simply acquire an insure tech securing both the technology and the digital knowledge in a single stroke. But according to Robert, that comes with its own set of challenges. 
Well, there's a lot of risk there, right? I mean, most acquisitions typically deliver a fraction of the value that's projected. And, and m- many, if not most acquisitions have significant bumps along, along the road. So you'd have to ask yourself as a senior level executive as an insurance company, what's been our track record acquiring a company? And do we really have the skill sets to acquire and integrate a company? So sort of independent of whether it's a digital company or not, how good are we at acquiring and integrating? But I would say that there is certainly a case example out there where, you know, Allstate, for example, picked up Assurance a number of years ago. And I think the price tag was approaching a billion dollars. And over the years, uh, I think Assurance has been additive, uh, but not at the same rate that uh, the core business grew. So there was a significant challenge there in integrating the business. And in fact, the insurance brand is being de-emphasized, if not shut down within Allstate. So although Allstate now has a digital presence, uh, I think they've built probably as much as they uh, acquired uh, in the the insurance transaction. We stated at the outset of this episode that when traditional insurers bring a new product to market, the timeline is very long and the costs are very high. Both of these impediments are done away with when the carrier has a digital process in place, according to Don Vukovic. The digital products have been designed in a way to allow you the flexibility to change those more from a business rule, business analyst standpoint versus a technician uh, that is offshore that needs to recode, if you will, changes in the base platform of the computer, which most people, you know, a customer cannot interact with that and people cannot make those changes quickly because the ramifications. So the whole architecture and infrastructure of a digital platform when it comes to technology is built to be able to be changed, modified, flexibly. The data being brought in is also very flexible in nature through you know what's called uh, programming interfaces, application programming interfaces and methods to do that the storage of data. So when you look at it from a technical standpoint, significant advancements have been made, mainly in other industries. They're now being brought into software solutions and insurance uh, that you're hearing about that are low-code, no-code type solutions. And what that really means is the base product you don't change and you change the business rules and the data coming in. And that is significantly quicker than trying to customize current legacy systems. And it drives the cost of bringing a new product to market way down, doesn't it? It drives not only the cost, the time. So when you're talking about the amount of people involved, the amount of testing that's needed, the amount of change in current uh, insurance organizations, their ability to get to even you know, rating changes is very slow. Product changes on top of that to then do the rating on top of the product changes. You're talking several months, sometimes years in the making in the current world, uh, in a digitized, central, strategized world with the, some of these new low-code products like Salesforce Industries, you're talking months. And you're talking costs from upwards of several six-figure down to five-figure type of changes to be able to reflect that quickly. It has such a significant impact to the way you operate. And once again, to draw back, it aligns to what the customer's expectation is. And what are the customers and the ability to do that and refine your product to customer segments then becomes a much more significant, powerful play to not only gather new customers, but retain the ones you have 
And that ability allows you to grow in a profitable manner uh, that we're seeing uh, within the industry. So let's talk about acquiring new customers for a second there. Where does the digital operation have the advantage over the legacy operation when it comes to acquiring new business? The digital strategy, when you put customer-centric, allows you to go after the customer where the customer is based on the behavior of the customer. So for instance, if you look at the traditional model, and and I'm going to go back several years, insurance agencies used to, or insurance companies used to be captive agent. They owned their own agent, and that's the only way they brought in people. Others were very distinct and said, well, we're independent agent uh, driven. So we go through that channel, and we don't want the two channels together because they will argue with each other. They will compete. This was a very company-focused, competition-focused, we are central, the customer doesn't matter, and we will go out and reach to them. What we've learned going forward is that's the, the customer, given choice, will align their transaction interaction with the company the way they want to, whether that be online and buying, maybe picking up the phone and talking to somebody when they have a question, being able to make a change, talking to an intermediary if they want advice, pulling in third-party data. That's how the customer works today across channels. So they don't see independent, captive, online, uh, MGA. They see, I have a need. What's the best, quick, quickest, and most effective way to get to those companies that can serve that need? And so therefore, when you're talking about new acquisition. The organization needs to be able to find these customers where they're at across those multiple channels and be able to do that in a very organized way through campaigns, through retention, through questionnaires, online to be able to do that interaction. So the pieces are still involved, but rather than the company driving and saying, I'm only going to get customers who are interested in a captive agent where it's my agent only. They're saying, no, our customers like that, so I'm not going to get rid of it. But they also go online, so I want to make sure they can do that effectively. And I want to make sure that they can talk to a third party that is very knowledgeable in the risks that they have and bring them in and add value to the transaction. So that's how we're acquiring new customers these days, and we're segmenting them through our ability to bring up products much quicker and finding them across the multiple channels or the omni-channel approach. Well, it's one thing to tout the benefits of digital operations and digital strategy, but the proof that it works lies in the proverbial pudding. Robert Rudy was engaged by a major multi-line insurer in the Dominican Republic to help it build a digital strategy. So first thing we did, we, we figured out where would there be a market opportunity? So we started from the customer point of view, you know, where were there customers who were digital ready uh, within this country that that were looking for a solution? So we started with the customer. We developed some value propositions to serve these customer segments. One was related to health, one was related to life insurance and build a business case for building out a, a digital offering. Turned out, when we looked at their current assets, their current legacy technology assets, there was not much that could really be scaled or reused in the in a digital architecture. So we agreed on a greenfield approach. Greenfield meaning starting from scratch. 
essentially the competition uh, was becoming strong. Uh, there were a couple of very large multinational players. Uh, they had number one market share, but they were losing market share to multinational players who came in, who who were entering the market. These multinationals had, uh, you know, very slick uh, digital front ends and digital uh, offerings. So now you got this thing, or you and the company uh, in the Dominican got the Greenfield operation up and running in around eight months. That's pretty amazing. What was the secret to that? A couple things. One, the, the regulatory environment really helped us. There was only one jurisdiction we needed to file products in, and we reused some of the product filings. Uh, but overall, in terms of from the decision to go and requiring the funding to the launch, uh, yes, you're right. It took about eight, eight and a half months. And a couple of secrets to that. One is we decided to go with a minimum viable product, MVP meaning um, let's get into the marketplace with a product that is simple and let's get in there and learn. And, and based on that learning and those customer interactions, we can refine the product later. So we decided to keep it simple at the beginning. The product was had essentially a gold, silver, bronze pricing tiers. So the customer, you know, was able to select pricing based on their affordability, their, their budgets. Uh, so number one was keep it simple, uh, not, not try to solve world peace in, in the first launch. The second one was to essentially start from scratch in the cloud. So we had a cloud-based architecture using APIs to integrate various vended solutions. Uh, there was a policy platform, uh, a data and analytics lake, uh, certainly the CRM and business process management modules were, were tacked on uh, using the API. So the architecture was modular, flexible, and cloud-based. The only thing that we really built that was proprietary to the, the new Greenfield was the customer experience layer, which is the very front end. Front end being, how does the customer interact with the, with us? How do we interact with them? And we actually did follow the earlier definition that I made of a digital business, which was there was no phone number. There is no phone number. Uh, the interactions are via text, email, or WhatsApp, uh, you know, a messaging platform. Thanks to the new Greenfield operation, the Dominican carrier was able to bring new products to market in just six to eight weeks versus as much as a year in the past. The operation's been up and running for 18 months now, and the results are speaking for themselves. So they now have an ability to partner much more flexibly than they did in the past. Uh, the front end, if you will, the customer layer is now being tailored to certain affinity groups uh, within the country. Also in this country, banking and insurance, the barriers are, are less strict than they are in the US. So they've partnered with another bank to offer, I believe it's uh, homeowners and mortgage insurance. So you know, the ability to ingest data from partners and build marketing programs the agility which, with which they can operate is significantly streamlined and accelerated. Um, the other thing is their product rollout, as I mentioned before, is much more streamlined. And they can track customers who have 
who abandon, for example, the purchase process, come back to them with revised offers. So there's a lot more richness to the data and the way they manipulate that data to go after new customers, tailor their offerings, and as I mentioned, partner with others in the ecosystem. How expensive or inexpensive was this Greenfield operation to roll out for the carrier in Latin America? Well, I'm going to give you a fairly shocking number. I think we were surprised. They were able to build this whole thing in under $5 million. Now, the reason that is, is because the fixed costs are very low. So the initial downstroke in terms of the capital expense uh, was very low. As I mentioned, if you go cloud architecture, you basically are paying by the transaction. Uh, the, the policy platform, again, is priced based on volume. Um, and they're leasing or renting most of the software. So the real costs were the development costs. And it, it took them about, you know, as I mentioned, six to nine months to really build this. And it was all sort of systems integrators and some consultants the company launched with uh, less than five employees and a number of uh, contracted people in the customer service center. One technology platform that's leading the way for digital insurers is the Salesforce Industries Insurance Solution. And it's a leader for the simple reason that it's been developed to put the customer first. Here's Don Vukovic. The most interesting part of the Salesforce Industries and Salesforce platform is they start with the customer in mind in front. So they, it, because of their legacy history and where they came out out of the CRM, the management of the customer, they've already built an organization and a technology that is based on the customer. And they have built their technology architecture from service cloud to financial cloud to community cloud. Those are all customer-based solution sets specific to industries. Insurance also being, you know, that the recent acquisition last year to wrap around both the customer and the interactions the customer wants, whether it's self-service, whether it's uh, reach out to go find customers through agent channel directly, the campaigns, the leads, the actual transaction from issue book find, those capabilities put the customer centric and allow us to manage and see all the different transactions, no matter where the customer's coming into the organization. And then being able to evaluate, make decisions and supply that information back to the customer in real time and near real time, depending on decisionals needed in underwriting, if it's an exception variance versus straight through. The second part of the platform is that it's all cloud-based. Cloud-based allows us to provide newer technologies that are being built that are coming out through insure techs, through data, through AI capabilities into the process to continue to manage and provide to the customer's expectations as they're seeing in other industries and want to see those capabilities in the insurance industry. So that cloud-based capability and the ability to come together really makes a difference for the customer. And then finally, for the companies, the agencies, the MGAs, the platform is a low-code, no-code. And what that means is the platform-based engines are already built. Now you're working on the rules that you'd like to have the customer in the process and how they would interact and the ability to do that quickly and really having not so much the technical resources doing it, but your business resources, your customer alignment resources, being able to make those changes and 
weeks, days, not years. And that's a significant change. So those are three key capabilities that the platform brings to the industry to allow customers and companies to interact more effectively that are significantly different than many of the legacy type solutions that are out there. There is really nothing stopping insurance carriers from achieving what they want, keeping existing clients and acquiring new business, putting the customer not just first, but at the center of every part of the insurance process, and meeting market demand for new products rapidly and with agility. It's all achievable with a carefully designed digital strategy, something that Gerent specializes in for the insurance industry. Our thanks to Robert Rudy for contributing to this episode in a major way. And thanks too to Gerent's insurance industry lead, Don Vukovic, for laying out the clear-cut reasons to go digital. Ahead of the Curve is produced by Gerent in cooperation with Salesforce. Our technical producer is Dave Grine from the Acme Podcasting Company in Toronto. And I'm Chris Henry. Thanks for joining us.